Good evening and welcome to Podcast 25. This is Jason Kristoff and tonight we're gonna, I'm just gonna tell you what I'm doing to try and maintain my wealth because you'll have to make your own decision and I'm gonna not only tell you what I'm doing, I'm gonna tell you why I'm doing it. Now, uh, in Podcast 24, I went over a very crucial uh, story about how wealth can be captured out of the economy uh, economy invisibly if there are people that are getting paper currency that they don't deserve and they don't work for. Now, I know that sounds kind of complicated, so maybe let me go over that really, really quickly again. If I have a Ferrari in my driveway, that Ferrari basically is kind of like a container of the work that I did before I bought it. And then money is a container sort of like a capturing device of your work or your intelligence or your ability to innovate or your ability to invent. So we all need first money, currency, to be capturing devices for our energy. And then we can transport that energy. I think it's called fungibility, which means we can go and spend it and with the money, the currency of a country, we can make change, et cetera, et cetera. So we can exchange the right amount of units of our energy for something else that's going to give us value. Uh, What that really means is the value of any currency in the world is related to... um, the people behind it, like the people in the country give the paper currency, like paper is not worth anything. But if the, uh, if the people in the country are smart, and if they work hard, and they're innovative, and they invent things, it's almost like a competition. Where, wherever you live, if you're the smartest, or you work the hardest, and you put the most value out, well, your currency is going to be the, the number one currency in the world with the most power. And that used to be the United States. And that's not there anymore. So let's go back. Uh, The United States is not the most powerful currency anymore. And I'm going to tell you why. And then it'll it'll give you a good background as to describe why I'm going to be investing my money, where I'm going to be investing it, and trying to really hit it out of the ballpark financially in this crisis situation. And I'm going to put some videos as well in the show notes so you can kind of come up to speed with this but anyway let's go back to the ferrari the ferrari's in my driveway it's worth x amount of dollars let's say half a million dollars i had to work really hard to get it and then like i said in in uh, podcast 24 imagine if the government gives everybody ferraris now the value of my ferrari drops and here's the weird part for me to get my value back for me to Uh, realize what I paid for it, I actually got to go destroy all the other Ferraris. If I destroyed all the other Ferraris, then there's what's called this magical recapture of my value. And it's invisible based on me kind of destroying the Ferraris. So fast forward again to the value of your currency, wherever you live. And governments do this all the time is where they start a really good country. Everybody's working everybody's uh, producing value and innovations and invention. And there's like no real social services when countries really begin. And then the politicians sort of get greedy and start promising free stuff with all this money. And what happens then is then you have some people working for their money, some people being inventive, some people putting energy forth 
inside the country to produce value that goes in into their currency, which is a container for money. But then when you start having all these social services and you start giving all this money away, or basically governments start spending in areas that produce no value, like war, and th what that means is now the value or the sort of energy capturing device, the, the value of your currency starts going down when there's people kind of sucking off the government tit, including government officials. So if they're not producing value, like so if I make $2,000 a month working really hard, say I'm, I'm a manual laborer, or even if I'm a business person, let's say I make 10,000 a month or 20, let's say I make 20, uh, let's say I make 4,000 a month and working really hard, getting up in the morning, producing value, producing benefit, putting my energy into it, that's going to give my $4,000 a lot of value. It represents the work I did. Then the government comes along with for various reasons that we may or may not discuss in this podcast, and they give some hobo down the road who doesn't work. All he does is smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. We, we all know people like this, but there wasn't a lot of people like this before. Say 50, 60 years ago, you had to work or you'd die. And that really keeps the value of your money high, even though it sounds cruel to the like spoiled generations today. If if he doesn't work or she doesn't work, she will die. And that that's what maintains the value of a country, folks. I'm really sorry to say. And so if I'm making four thousand dollars through hard work, and the government gives some some, you know, some guy down in the east end of my town four thousand dollars for not working and just say we were the only two people in the town, well, then the value of that currency is shared between me who works hard and him who doesn't work at all. Me who produces value and him who produces no value. He's a drain. Okay? So let's picture that let's say that he's like the Ferrari. <laughs> And and I know this is sounds scary, and I've tried to go over this in uh, podcast twenty four, but for me to recapture my original four thousand dollars, he's got to go. <laughs> and that's sort of what's going on here in the lockdown. Not a lot, not a lot of people are putting this together economically, and I'm really going to put some videos up here to show you that this is a standard and solid economical philosophy. Is that Basically, when there's a country, and Canada is a prime example, they give money away to people who don't want to work. You can actually make more money in Canada from not working, where they work for cash on the side and take their, their government handouts. They smoke dope. They do drugs. They, they, you know, they, they offer no value. And that's okay. A society of hardworking people can kind of drag those people along. But what you have now in all the countries is, is you have a very corrupt government system who has been buying votes by making people purposely lazy and devaluing your currency. You might not know it. It doesn't matter what country you're living in right now. Your currency has been devalued in this very invisible way where there's more people not working and there's more money being stolen by your government officials like Trump giving away $6 trillion, uh, trillion to his friends in the U.S. and Trudeau doing his best to give away all the, all the money up here as well. You have to understand, giving away money is the opposite of making it through uh, work or putting your energy behind it. And anytime 
You take the same currency in a country. It's the same currency people who, who work. That's the same sort of trading tool they use to capture their energy and their value. And you give it away to people who are not working. It devalues and it averages out. Now, what I'm trying to say is about 95% of, <laughs> of the yearly um, money or currency that flows in this country in Canada or even the U.S. is actually A, being stolen or B, given to money who do not work for it. So your money as a worker has been diluted to the point where it's soon going to be of absolutely no value. And this is very common in society. In the videos by Mike Maloney that I'm going to put up, just watch the first one in the series and you're going to see this is a cycle. This is not new. Government start, everybody works, everybody's happy. Corrupt government officials start giving money away or kind of robbing the treasury. And what they do is they destroy their countries like this. And because they don't teach you any of this financial knowledge in any of the government schools, you're not aware that every time your government starts giving money for futile projects, like even in Canada, the government gives the doctors their wages for killing and poisoning their patients. It's the same thing as burning money or giving it away or, or starting a war or giving it to that guy in the East End to do absolutely nothing. It devalues your money. And the, the end cycle is usually they get rid of the people who don't work, which is what's going on now. They call that holocausts. And then they recapture the value. Think of it like a farm, folks. Think of it as a farm. Right now, you're looking out at a farm. And I'm not saying this is right. I don't like this. People who know me know I fight against this daily. But right now, the Canadian farm, if you look out, picture like 100 acres. And picture 80% of the cows are too old to give milk. They're too uh, toxic. No one wants to eat the meat. What's your farm worth, folks? What's your farm worth? Absolutely nothing. So they have to, and not only is the, no one wants the old cattle and no one wants the diseased cattle, and that's why everybody's sick and old. Well, can't blame the old people for being old, but this is the fact of a farm, and every cow on that farm has to be fed. You got to shovel the manure, you got to put in. So, when you're putting money into a farm, this is just another way you can try and get your head around this. If, the, if all the cattle, no one wants to eat the cattle because they're too toxic, they're too old to give milk, well, what do you do? Well, you get rid of the cows and you start again. And again, it's a, it's a cycle in history. And it's a long, and they don't teach this, folks, because this is this has been going on for thousands of years. So what happens is when a currency collapses because no one can work anymore because they're either too old, too overweight, too toxic, too stunned, and too inept, and all they do is TikToks and they, you know, they get up in the day even. People of, of, you know, middle income or higher income, sometimes they're producing no value at all. For, for them, they just get up and watch TV and, and, and drink wine and stuff. The, this is also contributing to this economic meltdown, which is being hidden from you. But what I'm trying to say is one of the historical cycles is to basically, as the economy collapses, 
the financial currency becomes worthless, but there's an invisible wealth transfer. The wealth of the hardworking people, as it collapses, as an almost like an energetic ether or energetic entity, entity, invisible entity. So as the economy collapses down to zero, because there's more people not working than working, and more government officials stealing and investing in projects that don't have, don't produce value, there there is a letting go of the hot air that represents the people who work in the world, the work, people who work in your country. And they need, they need another tool, another bowl, another glass, another container of uh, to put their work energy in. So say in Canada, there's probably 5 million people that are hardworking, innovative, intelligent people. And as their currency becomes worthless, the energy of them have to has to go somewhere else. It usually goes to gold and silver, and gold and silver rises up tremendously as a buffer in inside an economic collapse. And the reason gold and silver rise rapidly is because energy needs a container to place itself in and place its value in. And that's why you're seeing gold go up right now, slowly but surely. It's only about 30, 35% this year. But on a big economic collapse, it's probably going to go up 100 or 2, probably 100% a year. But where this, the new trend is worldwide now, the economies are collapsing. No one knows their currency, currency is about to become as worthless as the paper it's printed on. And when that happens, the energy of the working class and the intelligent and the healthy and the people that add value into their communities daily literally escape like a ghost, like a vapor. And that energy, that value has to escape into another container. And right now, folks, it's escaping into cryptocurrencies. And cryptocurrencies do not behave like corrupt governments uh, on many fronts. One of the fronts is you cannot print cryptocurrencies when you're already in debt. You cannot print it to steal it. You cannot print cryptocurrencies to give to your friends and government. You cannot print cryptocurrencies indefinitely to go fight a war. There's a finite amount of Bitcoin let's say Bitcoin, I think it's 21 million uh, Bitcoins are available for purchase and that is it. And that's the most popular cryptocurrency. And because it's the most popular, you have a lot of Wall Street executives now sneaking over to buy cryptocurrency, driving the price sky high. And that's because the energy and the value of the people who work hard and put their money inside the stock market, it's about to crash. It has to escape as a ghost or a vapor, and it has to land somewhere. It's gonna land inside the cryptocurrencies. And that's why only, um, say, five weeks ago, uh, Bitcoin was at 9,000 Canadian, and this morning it's at, um, this was only six weeks ago. Bitcoin's at 9,000 Canadian. Today it's at 14,000 Canadian. That's an uh, increase of about 42 or 43% return in only six weeks. 
one of the people I work with was buying Bitcoin at $3 a Bitcoin, and today it's 14000 He had 10,000 Bitcoins. I don't even know what that is. That's a lot of money. And he only got into it nine years ago. So understand that very soon... Uh, the, the money that you're buying your food with, you're going to need a whole lot more because of the way when currencies kind of devalue themselves, it starts uh, kind of an inflationary pressure where your money becomes worth less uh, on the open market. So you have to give more of it to buy the same goods. So even if I put say 100,000 or say I put $50,000 in Bitcoin and then in two years it's worth 200,000, the average person would say, wow, Jay, you did really good. You made 150,000 extra, you know. But in reality, if 50,000 in Bitcoin and supposedly 50,000 in Bitcoin today is going to be worth a lot more than 200,000, it might even be worth uh, uh, uh half a million in a couple years. Some people are estimating that, but if you go from 50,000 to uh, 200,000, you make $150,000 profit. The way energy, the way value works and the way working person's energy works in relations to, in relation to people who don't work for money and sort of don't produce value. Um, if, you might think I've made $150,000, but that $150,000 in two years that I would get might only buy the same amount of groceries two years from now as the 50000 buys today. So I just maintained, and this is, this is crucial in economic uh, meltdown situations that we're getting into and that they're hiding from you, that's why you're really under lockdown, is that it becomes a cushion and not sort of a profit-making sort of scenario. It's about maintaining your buying power in an economic meltdown. So as the years go by, you can still buy two pounds of beef. Beef just doubled last week, and it could increase by 5, 10, 15, or 20-fold over the next two years, the way economics affects this sort of crashing of the economic system affects prices. So as Bitcoin goes up and captures the value of the collapsing workforce and puts it into some other container that we can trade and, and hold our value in, usually the prices go up. And as the stock in Bitcoin or the price of Bitcoin rises rapidly, um, the buying power sometimes stays the same. So we can sort of only buy uh, the regular amount of stuff, even though it looks like we're making a lot of money. So I'm not too sure if I explained that properly. Sounds logical to me, but I don't know if anybody uh, understood that. I'm going to leave the videos about money. Just watch the first video from Mike Maloney. I'm also going to put a a basic talk with Robert Kiyosaki and a gold guy and a silver guy, and also a crypto guy. And just look at those those two videos if you want to really get into this, folks, because I'm going to tell you, you better start 
understanding that you got to start getting some big returns on your money and big returns are very common in economic collapse as the value of the working dollar has to escape and jettison into other containers to maintain itself. And I know it sounds like maybe a little bit like hocus pocus and witchcraft, but in economics, when when something crashes down, it literally doesn't crash, it goes and escapes to something else. So watch those two videos. I hope this helped a little bit. I am saying to get into cryptocurrencies. And if you want the first two you want to buy, you want to buy Bitcoin and you want to buy Monero. And, um, and, and, use, and just watch that go up and even start watching the prices of Bitcoin and Monero and start getting, you know, maybe watching some basic uh, videos on YouTube about, you know, how to start buying cryptocurrencies because it takes a little bit to set up your account and um, I hope that helps I don't want you not being able to afford food I I want you safe I, I you know there's a lot of people out there I love and I I want them to be safe as well and you know hopefully I can I can make enough over the over the log hall to, to help all the people out there that I love so thank you very much for listening you have a good night